this morning, church. We are, as I said, just so happy to be back with you and missed you so much. And um, yeah, just praise God that we're here and we can do church together. And God's presence is here. And I love what you were saying, uh, Lindsay, that, you know, um, come because I've, I've been there. I've been there. And, you know, I, I just re- was reminded of earlier on this year when we spoke about the God of yesterday, today and forever. He's the God of tomorrow and he's already there. And so we can confidently walk into the future without fear, without trepidation or worry. We can walk into the future with confidence knowing that he, is, he was there yesterday, he is here today, and he will be there tomorrow. And just like you know, the, the beautiful words of Jesus in the Bible, they're written in red in some Bibles, you know, we have the opportunity to be able to hear, um, listen, and follow. Follow what he says. Literally, like the disciples followed Jesus, we have the opportunity now in today's day and age to follow the words of Jesus, follow what he says. And, and what, a, what a wonderful reminder that was. And I'm so excited to bring the word. Can I just pray before I do? And then we would want to just preach the word with all my heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are so present here this morning. And we just love your presence. We love the, the time of worship was so precious. The words that we were singing, Lord God. We're connecting our hearts, our minds, our souls to you, Lord. And I just pray, Lord God, that as always, the work of the Holy Spirit um, be done this morning. Um, You can only do the work. I'll I'll do my best to share and preach as best as I can, but I pray, Holy Spirit, you will do the work in the unseen, in the depth of people's hearts where nobody can see but you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you have your way this morning. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want to remind us kind of what the, the theme of what we've been lately speaking about. And I feel like this is kind of coming to somewhat of a conclusion, um, unless, you know, of course, unless there's more kind of inspiration in what God wants to share with his church. And I'm trying my best to listen and hear and then present it as best as I can, you know, wash the feet of his people. Um, as, as the saying goes, literally ask God, Lord, is this what you want to say to your church? And we've been talking about how God speaks, how the King, how He speaks. And of course, a couple weeks ago, talked about the limitation, sorry, the limitations, yes, of the old covenant. We talked about how, you know, in the old covenant, a select few would hear God's voice. And, you know, we would rely upon the, the man of God or woman of God to be able to share what God was saying. And, of course, that would be limited because it would be in a certain location that you'd have to hear from this uh, man or woman of God, this person of God. But the new covenant, of course, is limitless and precious in that we now have access to the presence of God like, like they didn't have, like... The prophets of old would prophesy about how it would be and how wonderful it would be when the Spirit would be poured out on all flesh. And we are now living in that time where we get to have the voice of God you know, communicate to us on a daily basis. And this is what we've been speaking about. This is the theme of what we've been talking about for the last maybe month or so. But let me just say something, church, to you before I you know, kind of go there with the sermon this morning is... The purpose of why I'm talking about how the king speaks, the purpose of it is that we as Christians would understand that we are designed by God for a purpose and a plan to live out on this earth. He, he, like what Joe was saying, she was reminding our kids that 
there is a plan and purpose for every single person that was standing here and for everybody in this church. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And he, he, desire, he desires that you would walk into that plan and purpose to fulfill what God has put on your life, which is unique, which is special, which aligns with the ministry and mission of Jesus. Because Jesus did the work. He did everything he could possibly do. And then he allowed us to walk into this partnership with him and to fulfill what God has put on your life. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them that you were designed with a purpose and a plan. Let them know. You truly, you truly are designed with a purpose in mind and a plan. And if you don't believe that, or if you haven't discovered that yet, please allow me to encourage you to step into that place of realizing that life is more than just fulfilling my occupation. Life is more than, you know, of course our, we do our occupation as best as we can as though we were doing it unto the Lord. But let me remind us that there is a God aspect in every single detail of your life. And you are designed for a plan and a purpose that God has put uniquely on your life to fulfill and to live out. Um, and so with that being said, I just want to talk a little bit, a little bit of more of a teaching style sermon today. I've been learning and when I learn, I, I love to be able to share the things that God's been teaching me um, is how the king speaks. How does he speak? It's, it, we've, been, we've been almost like circulating this subject of the king speaks. Yes, he speaks. The Spirit was poured out on all flesh, but how? How does he speak? Because if you're like me, I like details. What do you mean by that? How does God speak? Share with me. I want to know because I want to hear God's voice. Because trust me, if you hear God's voice, you will not remain the same. He will continue to make you more and more like Jesus. How does the king, how does he speak? Let me start by saying God speaks to us by his spirit. And we've been sharing that and, and reading scripture for quite some time. The starting point for all our God conversations is Jesus. It is Jesus. Jesus said that the spirit would remind us of the truths he had established. Isn't that wonderful? We're not wondering and guessing. He would remind us of what Jesus said and did. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Hallelujah. These truths have been faithfully recorded and passed on to us via the Scriptures. This is why we talk about the Scripture not being you know, something that we take lightly or take for granted. This is why we say by the Scriptures being passed on to us, we can hear the voice of God speaking to us. The Spirit speaks first to illuminate the teachings of the Gospel to us. Has that happened? In your life, have you read a scripture and suddenly, boom, the Holy Spirit has illuminated. He's, he's brought something to your attention, brought it to light and said, this, this is for you. You need to read this. This is what the Holy Spirit does. Whenever we read scripture or hear it preached about, 
the Spirit speaks to those with open hearts, right? You can come and hear, hear Scripture or a sermon and have a closed heart. And, you know, you won't receive from God because it's the condition of your heart, one that is closed off, one that is shut out and saying, no, no, I don't want to hear from God. I've got this figured out. It's an open heart that the Spirit speaks to. Amen? This revelation grounds us in the foundations of our faith. The Holy Spirit, the precious moments, reveals to us, grounds us in our faith. This is, no, this is not a head knowledge. This becomes experiential as we read His Word and as He brings it, as He illuminates it, as He brings it to life in our life, providing us with understanding about the nature of our salvation. That's important. What does it look like? How do I live this out? The fullness of God's character, the fullness of His character, and how to live according to kingdom ways. Because who believes that there are other ways being suggested that we live by? But we don't, wanna, we don't want to conform to this world. We want to live by the godly standards, by the kingdom ways that have been established and are documented for us to be able to take on and live out. What does this look like in practice? A little bit of, you know, getting you to think about this for a moment. Have you ever experienced a verse jumping off the page? Have you, have you ever had that? It's like, whoa, whoa, how did you know? He knows. While reading your Bible, or maybe you're sitting in church listening to a sermon, and the Spirit rests your heart with conviction and opens your eyes suddenly to something new. Have you had that? It's wonderful, isn't it? It's like, you ever come to a service, you're like, hang on a second, how did he know to preach that? I don't know, but the Holy Spirit does. He knows what, what has to be heard by people, what, what is the condition of people's hearts. He knows. He's a faithful, wonderful communicator. Or perhaps you've been going about your day-to-day duties, which is, you know, every day pretty much. We've got to do that. When a passage from Scripture comes to mind. I know for me, many times, you know, loving the opportunity to songwrite, that would be often a way that, you know, a passage or a Scripture would fall into my spirit. And it would be like, and it wasn't by coincidence. Again, it was, it was like the Holy Spirit was reminding me of some beautiful truth. And I would, you know, somehow with his inspiration, bring a melody to it. And, it was, and it's just a way of me connecting to the king. It's a beautiful, living relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit constantly calls us back to the foundations of our faith. Constantly. Back to the ABC. Come back. And our faith and, um, inscribes the truths of the gospel on our hearts. Yeah, not here. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course, we give our mind uh, a lot of attention in the godly um, world. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But he, he inscribes his truths onto our hearts. This is a, this is a heart relationship. This is more than, you know, the, 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 the abstract knowledge that we have at a distance. And I know a whole bunch of things. No, no, this is like engagement of every part of my being, living and breathing him the truths of the gospel to our hearts in order to form us ultimately into the likeness of Jesus. 
chipping away, getting rid of the rough edges. Who's got some rough edges apart from me? <laughs> Just ask Joe. God works on them, those rough edges. And 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Please know that. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture. I need correction. I need direction. I need reproof. Scripture gives that to me, helps me, realigns my it helps me navigate this life correctly when I'm off course. Scripture does that. God's words of truth and life retain their power to transform us and draw us closer to Him. That's what He does. As Lindsay was sharing, come, come, come as you are. Once we are grounded once we are grounded in the foundational truths of the living word, Jesus, we are well positioned to hear the voice of the Spirit apart from Scripture. Now let me explain that because that might be like, what? What are you saying apart from Scripture? What I mean to say is we can never, we know this, Scripture tells us, we can't add to Scripture, add our own ideas, you know, our own philosophies and, and begin to, you know, Imagine a different world. No, no, no. I'm talking about when we're founded in Scripture, we become receptive to understanding the will and purpose of God while we live and breathe on this earth. We suddenly begin to hear it. He begins to speak to us. For example, and we were talking about this in Connect not too long ago. One of the guys in Connect shared that he was prompted to go and say hello to a person sitting at the bench. Where did that come from? From the Holy Spirit. And, and it, it, came from, it came from hearing the Holy Spirit prompt a heart. So that's what I mean apart from Scripture. Does that make sense? As Jesus promised, the Spirit speaks beyond the truths He established in His incarnation, right? Taking the message of the gospel and applying it to the contemporary situations. And let me tell you something, Scripture is more relevant than ever, than ever before. Not less, not somehow our Scripture is dated. No, 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 no. It is more relevant, more powerful and more necessary today than it ever has been. And it helps us to be able to, again, see the light. So many are not seeing the light. Of course, John 16, 12 says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. Thank God that He understands our limitations and He allows us to learn and grow in time, right? However, when He, the Spirit of truth, who was poured out, has come, He will guide you into all truths. And we need it. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, he will speak and He will tell you things to come. He speaks. He speaks. We can, church, we can anticipate to hear His voice as we tune our hearts towards His will. Again, I'll say it. How do we know His will? We are founded in truths through Scripture. We know His will 
by that and our hearts are tuned in. As the Spirit spoke to those in the early church, He did speak to those in the early church. So the Spirit speaks today. He speaks today. And He continues the ministry of Jesus. And hallelujah, that you and I are able to partner with Him in this amazing work on earth. Thank you, Jesus. But I still haven't answered the question. <laughs> so how? How does God speak? We've been circulating it. Let's talk about that. What does it look like? Or what does it sound like? What can I expect to hear? I believe he speaks creatively in ways that change our hearts and motivate us to action. Isn't it a powerful thing that the, the Holy Spirit's not just about all talk. He's about talk and then action. He won't leave us the way we were or are. He'll prompt us, convict us, lead us, guide us to be where he wants us to be. Prompts us to action. The Spirit is a masterful communicator with who, who sorry, incarnates, incarnates his message in a variety of ways. He really does. It's like when you've lived with the Lord and you hear experiences when people felt led and, and, and heard God speak, it's like, wow, he, he spoke to you in that way and, it, it, and, it's, and it's beautiful. And yet when I hear God speak, he speaks to me in this way. He's a masterful communicator. He understands our backgrounds. He understands our you know, doubts and fears and worries. He understands, and still, He's able to speak to you, to get through to you, to be able to help you fulfill the purpose that He has for you and I on this earth. He's able to do that. Let me share some different modes, some different modes of God's speech and how they are received, because this might help you. Hopefully it does. As I said, this is more of a teaching sermon that I hope, because what I want, I want you to leave this place, right? And for those who haven't had this opportunity to hear God speaking, I want this to become real to you. So I'm not just preaching it to tell you stuff. I want this to become real to you. I want, I want the application of this word to be like life-changing so that you will be going about your day-to-day -day business and suddenly you'll hear the voice of God and He'll prompt you and He'll lead you. We want to grow in our maturity, don't we? So different modes. When you first set yourself to hear God's voice, you might anticipate some sort of earth-shattering, out-of-body encounter. <laughs> now, if you ask me, so is that how it's been for you, Dave? Absolutely not. It actually hasn't been like that. For some, it may have been. But that's not often the case for most, right? In Scripture, we do not get many detailed descriptions of how God spoke. Most of the time, the author just says it was a vision or dream. And sometimes that vision and dream, by the way, is interchangeable as far as it's the same meaning, just different words, vision or dream, right? But get straight to 
the content, what was God actually saying, rather than focusing on how it happened, right? At least we know visions and dreams are a mode of God's speech, which is confirmed in Scripture. Acts 2.16, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is the day that we are living in now. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. My encouragement to you is don't be surprised if God gives you a dream or vision that has great significance for your life, where you're at, even if it felt like any other dream. That might be the case. And I'll share recently, had a dream. And, you know, you asked Joe about how kind of logical and, you know, not, you know, airy, flary kind of person I am. <laughs> but I had a dream recently. I did. And, and in the dream, I felt like I was, I, was, I, was, I would describe the dream. I was holding a little baby and approaching me from the, the distance came like a beastly looking fig, figure, like an like a evil looking thing. And behind me, there was one coming from behind. But the point was that it wasn't, the, the dream wasn't, what I got from that dream wasn't that I was petrified and scared. If anything, I felt like a confirmation that some of what was happening at that time was God confirming that, yes, there was things that were potentially dangerous, but you were holding the baby near and dear to you in protection. And it felt like when I was sharing that with some, some godly counsel, they kind of confirmed that and said, listen, Sounds like, you know, even in the ministry sense, you've been in the ministry sense for a short period of time. You're, you've, it's like an infant, the infant stage. And some of the decisions you were making were godly decisions because you were holding it near and dear and you're protecting what God has given and entrusted for us to protect. And I don't dream often. <laughs> I never remember, who remembers their dreams? Joe does in detail. And she wants to share them every day. And usually after about three minutes, she sees my face is gone. And she's telling me about the color of the cardigan that the person was wearing. I don't care. No, <laughs> I do care. We had, we had a lot of good conversations over dinner and stuff. But the point is, I don't remember dreams, but I felt like at that time, God just gave me a dream that was significant at that time. And I just want to encourage you, don't be surprised if God gives you a dream in a moment of your life, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, that would prompt you in some way, some way of him communicating to you. Let me share another mode of God's speech. The voice of the Spirit comes largely on the stage of our minds. Now, I'll pause there just for a moment. Who knows that the enemy, the oppressor, where does he want to set up his playground and have a little party a little bit of a torment party, right? Stages of what? Stages of our mind. Can I tell you something? Your mind belongs to Him. He has no right to, to, to set up camp on the stage of your mind where He would like to so often. 
That space belongs to God. The stage of your mind belongs to Him and Him only. Often, you might have, let me just say this, you might have failed to recognize God's voice because it had come to you on the stage of your mind. You might have, oh, what was that? The voice in your mind might sound like your own sometimes, and yet it's the Spirit speaking through a thought. I just want to put it out there that that is often the case. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this, but the thought of being generous sometimes, it will just drop into your mind. <laughs> and I rebuke that thought usually. Ah, rebuke you. You have no idea about the finance and <laughs> the debt I have or whatever I've got to pay. Sometimes God will drop a thought onto the stage of your mind. And him, he's speaking and he's saying, I want you to do this. I want you to go and commit this kindness, this act of generosity. You can recognize the difference of this thought because it is not your own thought. Now, I want to say again, also recognize when it's an enemy thought. Because there are many. And if you take ownership of the thoughts that are chucked at you like fiery darts, they can bring you down. They can cause you anxiety, stress, pressure, worry condemnation <laughs> because you've taken ownership of her thought in that stage of your mind that the enemy has taken advantage of and chucked it in there. So I want you to recognize the difference. But how else can I distinguish the voice of the Spirit? By its tone, content, what's he saying? What is, what is he actually saying? What's the detail of what he's saying? And the fact that it came out of nowhere, as I said, spontaneously sometimes, in the middle of your routine, in the middle of your schedule, a thought will drop in that God has put there and he wants you to respond to it. He wants you to act on it because who, who knows that we are, we are asking God on a daily basis, Lord, help me to live out this walk, you leading me, you guiding me, not me leading me, and your Holy Spirit, you're in the back seat. No, no, you're leading me, you're guiding me, you're driving me, you're showing me where to go, what to do. Another way of explaining this mode of God's speech, the stage of your mind, is our imagination. Now stay with me. <laughs> Typically when we see the word imagination, we associate it with the world of the fanciful thoughts. And if I'm honest, since coming back from the cruise... I've had many fanciful thoughts of being back there with Joe. No worries, no problems, no work. The fanciful thoughts. But this is not its original meaning at all. And I love the fact that we're called Imaginations, Canberra. I love that name. Imagination is the faculty of our minds that forms mental images, ideas or concepts that are not present in our natural senses. God often will, in that place and space, breathe God inspiration into your world, into your inner world of the stage of your mind. It is in the place of our mind's eye. To be clear, let me say this, please hear me. God's voice does not originate in this place, but it is received by it here. Does that make sense? It doesn't originate here. But often how we receive God's voice 
is on the stage of our minds, imagination. The theologian Greg Boyd describes it this way. Imagination is the main receptor of the spiritual world. I want to teach you. I want, to, I want you to understand how God can speak to you. I, I don't want to just give us information. I want us to understand this and begin to live it out. The biblical character Daniel alludes to it when he refers to his revelations as visions that pass through my mind. The stage of the mind. The voice of the Spirit, he interrupts our thinking and transcends it. And thank God that he does that. Because sometimes we are gung-ho, our mind is set in a certain way, sometimes um, contrary to our faith in God, contrary to what we should be doing, but he transcends that thought. And he reminds us, no, don't take that path. Or he'll remind us of, have a heart of compassion. That person needs to be spoken to. That, that person needs to be given love. You know, I'm trying to be sensitive to it as a teacher because often the case is I have naughty kids <laughs> and I'm trying to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me to identify, is this just bad behavior or is this a whole bunch of things going on in the background that are causing this behavior? This broken individual needing the love of Jesus in this moment. Not needing another lecture of how bad you are and how you'll get to nowhere if you don't pull your head in. No, no, no. Sometimes that might be the case. But Holy Spirit, help me to hear when you need to speak a bit of love and hope into an individual, into a young life who has lost all hope, who is literally putting on a mask every day, walking into school, and pretending that everything's okay. Holy Spirit, let me hear. He inter interrupts our th thinking sometimes. It comes all of a sudden because you didn't think of it yourself. Because our flesh, I think we know this by now, is not um, a godly flesh. We, 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 we live by the Spirit, not by the flesh. right? We must take up our cross and follow Him. So when that godly inspiration comes, Understand that that's, that's often God-breathed. That's God-motivated, God-inspired. Let me show you one last mode, and I'm going to finish in a moment, of God's speech. Occasionally, the Spirit's voice takes us beyond the internal to the external or natural realm. I just want to teach us that this can be the case. We may have a physical reaction to God's voice. Both Daniel and John were left shaken physically and emotionally by their God conversations. That's one that you wouldn't forget, right? God definitely spoke to me, and this is how it happened. Some God conversations may also involve entry into the spiritual realm. That is the case. Out-of-body experiences occurred for Isaiah, Ezekiel, Paul, and John. There were godly men who had that experience. At other times, a spiritual experience may also break into the physical realm, such as when Peter and the apostles saw an angel break them out of jail. So sometimes the God conversations occur in this way. As I said, I haven't had moments like this with God that I would say, I mean, I've definitely 
been in the presence of God and felt his presence and you know, been brought to tears 100%. I'm talking about, I'm trying to hopefully give us an understanding of how God can speak so that we're not caught off guard or, 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 or we're ready for it. We're excited about it. We're anticipating it. God, speak. I want to hear. I want to fulfill the mission and purpose you have on this earth in my life. Listen, whether internal or external, subtle or loud, the Spirit speaks to us on the stages of our mind. It is a spiritual voice that is able to find its way into where? Into our hearts and our lives. And it will always prompt us to action. Always prompt us to action. Let me finish with this last slide and last thought that I, I believe will help us tie this all together and give us, you know, make sure that we're in line with Scripture, in line with what God is trying to say this morning. How do we discern our experiences? How do we discern them? Because he said, she said, they said, and then, as we know, there has been many in history that have literally caused bodies of, of believers to go off course. He said, she said, they did. How do we discern it? That's an important question. Listen, the knowledge of God's nature through who? Through Jesus. Through Jesus makes it far easier for the church to recognize the voice of the Spirit. Jesus. Under the new covenant, we have a Jesus-shaped template by which to discern our experiences. Isn't it amazing that before the new covenant, God spoke, He did, but His nature wasn't fully revealed yet. He was speaking at different points and men of women of God were hearing, but it was until Jesus came on this earth, lived, breathed, was amongst us, was challenged, was burdened, healed, lived a life with us that we were able to see the nature of God. Because Jesus is God. We were able to see what is his nature, what is he like. So that is how we are able to discern, was that God speaking? Or was that just a fiery dart? Was that a, I just had pizza last night and a strange thought fell into my mind. I don't know. But we need to know how we can discern how God speaks. Since the Spirit is the continuing voice of Jesus, we know with clarity there's no confusion. There is no, God is not the author of confusion. We don't wonder about. Now, I will say this. Sometimes if you're having, you've had a dream and it, was, it seems significant, sometimes the meaning of the dream might take some time to make sense to you. That, that, that can be the case. Sometimes it can be a longer period of time and suddenly... A God moment happens and ah, that dream, it all makes sense now. Sometimes that happens. But what I will say is that there is no confusion when God speaks. 
it's clear. It's clear because we have the Jesus-shaped template, because we know what the nature of God is through Jesus Christ. There's no confusion. The kinds of things the Spirit would say and why He says them. I'll finish with this scripture, and I love this. But the Helper, and I read it already, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. We have to trust that. Teach me all things. I need, I need you in all areas of my life. Teach me all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. Amen.